Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Well, 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 and looky, looky, welcome to the program, and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your humble host, Michael Boldia, and it is my pleasure to welcome you. Um, it seems like every day we've got something to talk about. Uh, this day is no different, but as has become customary, whenever we are recording this program, I let you know ahead of time for the sake of posterity so that you might go back into the archives and ever so quietly say to yourself, American Prophetic. So today is uh, February the 3rd, year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, Today is the day that the show is supposed to air, so most of the stuff that you'll be hearing, most of the stuff we'll be talking about, uh, will... uh, Be fresh and new and unsullied, as the kids like to say. So, where to begin is the question, because there's a lot to talk about. Um, Well, let's start here. Uh, It it, it seems as though uh, whenever an administration uh, sees its poll numbers sinking, Uh, their go-to response is to kill somebody abroad. So uh, as our multilingual vice president would say, uh, their numbers are in les toilettes, you know, because she speaks French. (laughs) So, yes, their numbers being in les toilettes, they decided, hey, maybe we should kill somebody. Uh, I don't know if Joe decided it on his own. Uh... Because this is see this is this is where this is where it's a fifty fifty toss up because I know given his outbursts uh, he's a mean spirited enough individual to do something like this uh, just to save some poll numbers. Uh, on the other hand, I don't know if he's mentally there enough to come up with a plan like this. I, I think mental acuity. Uh, is a thing of the past when it comes to Joe Robinette Biden. But before we get into it, let me just preface by saying this, because I know I'm going to get the emails. Well, isn't that a little hypocritical of you? When Trump did it, you were okay with it. I'm still okay with it, with killing people that have announced to the world that, yes, they are fighting a war on behalf of Allah and that they are engaged in jihad with uh, the great Satan, which is us or America. So I don't have a problem taking out terrorists. I don't have a problem doing what we need to do to protect the homeland. Don't get it twisted. My problem is that when we start killing women and children, in order uh, to kill a mid-tier guy because, you know, it'll do well in the news cycle, I take a a bit of an exception, let's say. If this was a case like Suleimani, remember him? He was going out for some, you know, baba ganoush and some baklava. 
He was very excited to try the new Middle Eastern food, and all of a sudden, Sidewinder, out of nowhere, where are my teeth? Huh? Huh? Perfectly okay with that. I know. But you shouldn't be okay with anybody. Look, we live in the real world. There are good guys, there are bad guys, and then there are good, bad guys. I don't know. The point is, if you don't defend yourself, if you don't take preemptive action once in a while, if you don't flex your muscles and show the world that you still have the stomach for fight, uh, you'll get steamrolled. I, I, I think this is... This was also a decision having to do with showing the Russians that we still have uh, guff. If, if that's uh, one of the reasons they did it, uh, they uh, defecated upon the bed linens again because um, this was not by any means a surgical strike. This isn't the first time we've killed women and children. And I know, I know, I know, bringing democracy to the infidels is, you know, a few women and children is a small price to pay. But that notwithstanding, it's really hard to endear oneself to people once you've killed their grandchildren, their nieces, their nephews, their daughters, their fathers, their sons, especially if they were innocent. You know, like women and children. Yes, there have been a handful of women that are, you know, uh, in in a jihad mood as well. But they weren't going after them as well. They were going after one guy who was supposed to be the ISIS leader in Syria. And they ended up botching it and killing 13 people. So we'll get into that one first. After that, uh, we may have uh, an American prophetic update because I told you and I told you and I told you the last leg to, to, to snap under the weight of our sin and our foolishness is going to be the stock market. Well, looky, looky, the book of face is down 25 percent and change as of this recording uh down 83 bucks who uh and uh the book of face is one of those stocks that every retirement fund every hedge fund holds uh you you have what is known uh as the fang stocks i know Look how much knowledge I impart to you for free. The FANG stocks starts with Facebook. That's part of the FANG because it's two A's. You have what? Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Those, those, those are the powerhouses that are keeping uh, the American stock market propped up. Well, Netflix the other week uh, decided to go on a suicide swirl. Uh, Amazon's down 7% for the day, and they still haven't reported earnings. My feeling is that they're not going to beat the estimate because uh, if you've seen all those trains in California with uh, empty Amazon boxes, yeah, those packages were never delivered. The people requested refunds. 
Amazon had to refund them. Therefore, Amazon not only lost money on the shipping and the product, they had to refund their customers. So if I were a wagering man, I would say that, um, yeah, they're not going to beat estimates. And if they don't beat estimates, if they miss by a micro percentage, Amazon's going down to what? 25, 2300 bucks in an instant. Last night, Facebook took a 25% haircut in less than an hour. So, um, for those of you that thought, well, you know, the end of the pain is in sight. Wow, this was a very difficult to handle uh, pullback. It hasn't even started, Kitty, because um, when was it? Last year, around Toberish, they stopped pumping money into the economy. They stopped giving away free stuff. And so uh, with, with less disposable income, uh, the bottom line of all of these companies is probably going to be redder than anyone expects. And that, of course, of course, will trigger a ding, 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 you guessed it, sell-off. But we'll get into that as well. I told you, American Prophetic, uh, now, you know, $5.99 a month to, to, to get your, uh, you know, American Prophetic charter seems like peanuts, doesn't it? Imagine if I was the pink-haired lady. Pardon me while I sip from my delicious beverage. Imagine if I was the pink-haired lady and I made the prognostications I've made over the last few months and I was right every time. How much do you think she'd milk that? Exactly. You're welcome. Anyway, U.S. Special Force operators were involved in an action that resulted in the deaths of 13 people including women and children. As Kamala Harris would say, mon dieu. During an airborne counterterrorism raid in northwestern Syria across the early hours of Thursday morning. So, four children, two women, seven men were reportedly killed during the two-hour exchange, which reportedly left behind blood-stained walls and scattered body parts. Uh, apparently, Mr. Abu Ibrahim al-Hashimi al-Kirishi uh, also detonated a suicide bomb as uh, U.S. troops approached. So uh, there was bloodshed to be had for sure. And uh, there are pictures online if you have... Uh, a squeamish disposition, I wouldn't recommend that you peruse the pictures. But yeah, um, look, let me just save this administration uh, some rockets and uh, incursions. As long as people's wallets are emptier today than they were... A year ago, no amount of killing will make your poll numbers shoot up. And 
And by every indicator I'm seeing, I know I'm not the smartest tool in the shed, but, you know, I do okay. Every indicator I'm seeing uh, tells me that he's not going to get any better. Uh, What was it? Yesterday, I think it was. Uh, They were hoping for a plus 220,000 jobs. They ended up having a negative 302,000. So uh, the jobs force shrunk by 300,000 people. I know. COVID. How long can we blame COVID? Really? I think we can get past the blaming of the COVID. The economy is in shambles. And a man with dementia is trying to distract people from the reality of what's coming economically by killing irrelevant people in Syria and Saudi Arabia or wherever else they get killed. So, other than the jobs report, which was to say the least, abysmal. Factory orders plunged twice as much as expected. What does that mean? Well, it means that even people with jobs might not have them in a little bit because there will be no orders to fill. So don't, don't blame supply chain. Don't blame the COVIDs. This is new orders for U.S.-made goods. They fell twice as much as expected in January, and by even more than that, in inflation-adjusted terms. The Commerce Department said on Thursday the factory orders dropped 0.4% in December, the largest month-to-month drop since the pandemic lockdown crash of April 2020. Economists had forecast orders tumbling just 0.2%. So double, double. Factory orders are measured in nominal dollars, meaning they do not take into account inflation. When prices are rising rapidly, as they did for the most of last year, even a rise in orders can actually be a contraction of output because factories may be putting out fewer goods that have higher prices. The prices of goods produced in the U.S. rose 0.9% in December, according to the Department of Labor's Producer Price Index. The prices of goods less food and energy, probably a better metric for factory inflation, rose 0.5%. The index for processed materials for intermediate demand, less food and energy, which may be the best proxy for factory orders overall, rose 0.7%. That suggests that real orders declined in December. Again, another reason why I think Amazon's going to miss. And again, I'm recording this early enough where cause they're, they're supposed to be reporting after the bell. Uh, either they're going to come really even or they're going to miss. They're not going to report higher earnings than estimated. There's no way because of all these things. Look, consumer confidence is down. Consumer spending is down. 
People are less likely to order off Amazon because in most places where people are saying, they're going back outside. They're looking left and right. They are beholding the sun and letting it warm their face. And they say, I'm alive. Now I need to buy some useless crap made in China. Point me to the nearest Walmart. So those orders weren't filtered through Amazon anymore either. I believe they're going to miss. And if they miss, Amazon's taking a 20% haircut. Uh, But yeah, our economy is strong and getting stronger. We beat it. We beat the virus because you wore your mask and rolled up your sleeve and you took one for the team. Never mind your enlarged heart. Anyway, just saying. So, durable good orders declined 0.7%. And durable goods consumer prices rose 1.8%. And yes... Uh, In this case, uh, correlation does equal causation. Things are getting more expensive. People are buying less things because they're getting more expensive. You feel me? But hey, don't worry. Rising Phoenix, any minute now, we're going to shake off the dust and fly into the air. Let me bring you back down to earth, por favor. I saw this and as little as a year ago, I would have gotten angry. Uh, now I'm just disgusted because i've been i've been telling you this was coming they've been trying and trying to normalize this and they're not going to stop so listen to this article tell me if this isn't at least on par with Sodom and Gomorrah a professor at Sunny Fredonia Uh, has defended pedophilia, in his words, even with a one-year-old. And the reason I'm getting into this is because you see the complete and utter absence of any moral compass in this man. And this is what happens to the human mind when removed from the light of God. Oh, by the way, CNN, uh, the people that enjoy moralizing to you, the moral preeners of our generation, apparently is, is just a cesspool of filth, pederasty, perversion, and everything else. Uh, the head of CNN decided it was a good time to bow out uh, because, uh, what was it, a 20-year affair with a subordinate or something? Uh Chris Cuomo uh, got the axe a few weeks ago because of, uh, you know, uh, delinquencies. Uh, Then you have uh, the two spearheads of uh, the moral CNN. This is CNN. Two sodomites 
Anderson Cooper and Don the Lemon. So, yes. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, a producer for one Anderson Cooper just got charged with, uh, what was it, uh, pedophilia, uh, trafficking across state lines. He was grooming young children and their mothers for uh, sexual exploits. So that place, I, it, it needs to be burnt down. And then, uh, you know, some Clorox would help. It needs to be disinfected. So the next time anyone on CNN attempts to, to, to morally browbeat you because they are morally superior to you, laugh in their face as you ought. Don't take them seriously. These people never deserve to be taken seriously, but for some reason we have. So, let's get into this article. I, 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 I sort of went down a rabbit trail with uh, good old CNN because every single week or so, another CNN employee, but does it surprise anybody? You know, there's that, that old saying, birds of a feather flock together. Indubitably. So, a State University of New York at Fredonia professor is under review after video clips surfaced on social media of him defending pedophilia. In the videos, the professor said it's not obvious to him that pedophilia is wrong. And this is where you take the man, you chemically castrate him. You, you, you brand him with an X on his forehead so everyone knows he's a pervert. But no, he's still a professor at State University of New York at Fredonia. Huh. Again, this professor says uh, it, it's not obvious to him that pedophilia is wrong. Professor Stephen Kirshner claims in a video that adults having sex with children can be permissible, saying the notion that it's wrong, even with a one-year-old, it's not quite obvious to me. Let that sink in. This is not some fringe ghoul living in a basement, changing his undershirt every three weeks. This man is a professor at a university. And his moral compass is so off kilter that the notion of sex with even a one-year-old, the fact that it's wrong, is not quite obvious to him. Just let that sink in. I'm, I, honestly... Are you still, you know, on the rising phoenix train? Are you still on the ascendant republic train? This is happening in your country. It used to be you'd read about these things from some university in England, some professor that gets frog-marched out for being pervy. 
This is happening here now. Imagine that an adult male wants to have sex with a 12-year-old girl. Imagine that she's a willing participant. A very standard, very widely held view is there's something deeply wrong about this, and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized, Professor Stephen Kirshner said. It's not obvious to me that it is, in fact, wrong, Kirshner added. I think this is a mistake, and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. Chemical castration, facial branding. These are the only two options. Now, an easier route, nice 44 slot to the back of the cerebellum, but hey, some people might call that insensitive. Again, university professor, Keep that in mind, not some fringe loon. But we're going to make a comeback. We're going to ascend because we're a righteous nation. This is what righteousness looks like, really? We're a righteous nation? I'm not even going to get into the stories of how many pastors got caught doing naughty things with underage children in the last two weeks. Because I've been, uh, it's been pointed out to me that, well, why do you focus on the church perversion so much? Well, here, this is worldly perversion. What, we're supposed to sweep it under the rug? Is this, is this what we're supposed to be doing now? Anytime we hear of something wicked, we pretend as though it didn't happen and pretend as though it's not happening? We're going to turn a blind eye and pretend as though there's no sin in the church. We're the rising phoenix. You need to get off that narrative. We're not rising anywhere. This nation is about to be curb stomped. Listen to me. This nation is about to be curb stomped. If you don't know what that is, look it up. And 85, 95% of people aren't expecting it. We're living under this delusion. It's going to get better tomorrow. I'm sorry. It was just a song. It wasn't a prophecy. Remember, tomorrow, tomorrow, there's always tomorrow. Well, guess what? There's no guarantee that tomorrow's going to be better than today. Give it a minute. If you think it's bad now, give it a minute. Professor Kirshner continues. It's not obvious to me that this is in fact wrong. I think this is a mistake, and I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about Fundamental principles of morality. You don't know the meaning of the word, you perv. Another clip shows Kirshner appearing to discuss a threshold for adult-child sexual relations 
adding that it's not quite obvious to him that sexual relations are wrong, even with a one-year-old. I, I should just mute my mic, get up, and go. That's it. Because every time I think we've reached the bottom, somebody pulls out a shovel and digs deeper. It's not quite obvious to him that sexual relations, even with a one-year-old, are wrong. But we're the nation on, what, what is it? Uh, we're, we're the light on the hill. We're the light on the hill. Jesus is coming back for us because we're the light on the hill and we're a spotless bride and we're not going to see any trials or tribulations because we're the light on the hill. Stop. If you don't understand the time that you're living in, if you don't understand that not all who say, Lord, Lord, will enter his kingdom. If you don't understand that faking righteousness isn't righteousness in itself, please stop posting Facebook memes with, would you beat up your bride before you married her on your wedding night? It makes you look foolish. I know you're not supposed to use the word. I'm sure the pearl clutchers will get after me. It makes you look retarded. So stop with these analogies that have nothing to do with God's expectation of his bride or God's expectation of his church. Would you really beat up your bride on your wedding night? Now, see, if I was Middle Eastern, I'd say if she deserved it. But see, now I'm going to get the emails. Because nobody can take a joke anymore. Everybody's clenched and hyper-serious. And we're focusing on the things that are wholly irrelevant when it comes to the grand scheme of things. We are not a righteous nation. We are not a holy people. We have not repented. We have not set ourselves apart. We have not humbled ourselves. We have not prayed. Stop with this lunacy of just any day now. Fire is cleansing. Fire is coming. Fire will cleanse. Even if you're looking for a threshold, let's say there is a threshold, the professor says. I'm making this number up, but let's say it's at age eight. These are his words. Still, that tells me that some adult child sex is permissible, he said. No, no, it's not. The threshold isn't 8. The threshold isn't 10. The threshold isn't 12. The threshold isn't 15. The threshold isn't even 16 or 17. You perverted, demented man. Chemical castration. 
facial branding. The professor went on to say that the notion that it's wrong, even with a one-year-old, it's not quite obvious to me. There are reports in some cultures of grandmothers filleting their baby boys to calm them down when they're colicky, Kirshner claimed. This man is insane. Teaching an entire generation of young people at a university, this man is insane. Now, I don't know if this is true, he said, but this is sort this is sort widely reported as occurring in at least one culture. And it working that the grandmothers believe this actually works. I, I haven't listened to the audio, but if I had to bet, I'd say that the audio sounds even creepier than reading the words because I'm imagining him stammering when he starts talking about he doesn't know if it's true because in his mind he's, he, he's playing these things out. This is why he becomes incoherent. He continues. Uh, If this were to be true, and again, I don't know it to be true. If it were to be true, it's hard to see what would be wrong with it, Kirshner said, suggesting that pedophilia is not wrong, even when there's an unwilling child participant involved. The more I read about people like this, the more I read about the things they say openly now, the more I'm starting to believe that Alex Jones isn't a nut job conspiracy theorist. We live in a very dark world. In the video clip, the professor went on to expound on his thoughts regarding willing and unwilling participation. Of course he did. Uh, So, yeah, I guess I think, uh, no, I don't think there's a blanket period beyond which this is permissible. If we're interested in willing participation, which is the way I structured it, then yeah, there's a point below which people aren't willing participants in anything. Because they don't have intentions or they don't have the sort of mental state that allows for willing participation. But no, I don't think there's a blanket wrong at any age. Chemical castration facial branding. A third clip shows Kirshner appearing to justify child-adult sexual relations by arguing that children are willing participants all the time. Is that what you tell yourself, Mr. Kirshner? Child, children are willing participants all the time? Really? Uh, again, a third clip shows Kirshner appearing to justify child-adult sexual relations by arguing that children are willing participants all the time in activities that they do not fully understand. 
such as sports and preparing for their bar mitzvah. I'm sorry, sir, and I use that term as loosely as humanly possible. Intercourse with a child cannot be compared with sports or preparing for their bar mitzvah. Chemical castration, facial branding. They might think that children can't be willing. In general, he said, it's an odd view in that they seem to will things all the time. They will participation in kickball. They will showing up and participating in bar mitzvah lessons. So there's all sorts of things that they will. Honestly, I will to kick ball. Some of you might know what that means. Yours, Mr. Kirshner, I will to kick your ball. I might think, well, maybe there's something distinct about sex that they can't really understand it. It's not clear to me that what they're not getting at is consent, Kirshner. This man is trying to justify pedophilia and abuse of children from a position of authority as a professor at a university. The professor added that he believes people would say, okay, they're willing participants, they're voluntary participants, they have some understanding of what's going on, but they haven't consented. To that, Kirshner responds by stating, perhaps that's so. But that's a different claim from their being unwilling. Can anyone still say that we don't deserve judgment? Can you? Really? Uh, Rising Phoenix! There's lots of activities that children engage in that they don't understand all that well, he insisted. For example, when when you first show up to participate in a judo tournament, Or again, apparently he's big on the bar mitzvah. So, or when you prepare for your bar mitzvah. You have a rough idea, but it's not clear how much you fully understand it. Oh, my. If this man still has a job, I'm sorry, we're we're beyond redemption and hope. If this man still has a job, I'd start eyeing the skies to see when it starts raining fire. On Tuesday night, Sonny Fredonia President Stephen Collison addressed the video clip in a statement on Twitter saying that the university is aware of a video posted online involving one of its professors. The views expressed by the professor are reprehensible and do not represent the values of Sonny Fredonia in any way, shape, or form, Collison added. They are solely the professor's views. The matter is being reviewed. I'm going to follow up on this next week. If this man is still employed, I, I, there's, there's nothing else to say. I'm sorry. So you, you can give me that, that whole light on a hill, righteous nation. Non, we're not. Stop. Simply being an American does not automatically make you righteous. Do you understand that? 
I know, I know. You're thinking to yourself, why do you hate America? I, I sacrificed most of my adult life, all of my adult life actually, and part of my childhood, trying to warn this nation and plead with it for repentance. So I'm sorry, I'm not going to get on the why do you hate America bandwagon. I don't. But at some point, we have to acknowledge the reality of what we're seeing with our own eyes. At some point, we have to look at what's going on and go, okay, maybe, maybe we, we missed it. As far as us being the good guy. Maybe we missed it as far as us being uh, the righteous among the sinner. This is, this is the nation we live in. And then I'm looking at the Canadians, man. The Canadians. I thought we were supposed to be uh, the home of the brave. Can you imagine... The people that are in charge of maple syrup production are braver than people in this country. They're actually getting it done. The overreaching authorities are having to pull back because these people aren't giving up. Yet here we are still screaming about rising phoenixes. So I what what what's left to say? Tell me. Is there anything left to say? Because I I could I could sit here and give you false hope. I could sit here and, and, and try to deflect and go, well, you know, it's not as bad as it seems, but it is. It is, and everyone's starting to see it. And the thing that we have to keep in mind, the thing that we have to be aware of, is that when the people in power realize that the peons, the peasants, you and I, the numbers on a spreadsheet that are expected to, you know, fork over half of their earnings, when they realize we're getting uppity, they're going to react. It's only a matter of time. They're, they're, they're starting to push the whole gun control thing again because someone somewhere is realizing that as long as the average citizen has access to tools with which and by which he can defend himself and his home, they cannot implement all the things that they dream of implementing. 
So look for that. Again, American prophetic. Look for a whole new push on gun control. They, they will find the next poster child, unfortunately. It's not like there's a lack. I mean, every other day in Chicago, you can pick from 10, 12 people that unfortunately got gunned down. So look for that. Look for the new poster child for gun control. This is why we need to ban them. No, you need to, to, to prosecute criminals is what you need to do. You need to make crime not pay anymore. That's what you need to do. It's... Mm. Let me just say that we are on the precipice of some very interesting times. And without God, we will be lost and broken and hopeless like the rest of the world will be. Oh, by the way, uh, the Book of Faith down 26% now. Still think everything's okay? Huh? It's just a blip? Yeah. Oh, my. Amazon down 7.75% or 233 bucks. Down 233 bucks. Wow. I wish I had a share of Amazon. That'd be cool. Even at twenty-seven seventy-seven. Anyway, give it a minute. Everything that men hope in, everything that men take pride in, everything that men gloat over, everything that reassures individuals that is outside the periphery of God, that is outside the periphery of Christ, that is outside the periphery of salvation, everything will be shaken to the utmost. I warned you early enough, told you to take steps if you needed to, because it's coming. I still have equity in my home, so I'm going to be okay. Uh, come the second or third interest rate hike this year, uh, home values are going to plummet, home sales are going to plummet, and it's no longer going to be a seller's market. Let me just put that out there. Again, American prophetic, when it happens, I'm sure somebody will go, hey, you were right about that one too. Because I analyze situations not through the prism of how I'd like them to turn out. I analyze situations not through the prism of what I hope will be a rightful conclusion. Given all the data available, I analyze the situation objectively. And objectively speaking, 
We are in for a world of hurt. And by we, I mean the royal we. As a nation, as a planet, as a world. However you'd like to spin it. Now, as individuals, as those who know Christ as Lord and Savior, we will behold these things and maybe, I guess, be peripherally affected. But we won't be directly affected by them. Why? Well, because our hope was not in things. Our our hope was not in our home equity. Our hope was not in the stock market. Our hope was not in the coins of bit. Our hope was not in anything other than him. And when everything else fails, when everything else crumbles, when everything else goes by the wayside, he remains. And, and that's the beauty of our relationship with Christ. That's the beauty of our relationship with God. That's the beauty of standing on the foundation of Scripture and knowing that he is there. The truth of what we believe is proven in the dark times. The truth of what we believe is proven during those days of famine. Because right now you can't tell the difference between one who has placed their hope in Christ and one who has placed their hope in stuff. When the stuff goes away, then you'll know the difference. So be wise. Be wise in choosing where you place your hope. Be wise in choosing what it is you cling to. Is it the temporal passing fleeting thing? Or is it the eternal God of all creation? That's the question at hand. Because there's... there's Look, there's no changing this trajectory. I know, I know, rising phoenix. There is no changing this trajectory. Because it's been proven time and again that we are unwilling to do that which is necessary in order to change the trajectory. It's as simple as that. It's not as though God can't. It's that we won't do what is necessary in order for God to do it. Does that make sense? Because I'm I'm sure I'm going to get the email, what do you mean there's no changing it? If my people who are called by my name, if, if, will they know? So stop. How long are we going to cling to that passage? If, yes, if. If they do it, then he will, but they won't, so he won't. So prepare your heart. 
to see darkness. Prepare your heart to see famine and struggle. Prepare your heart to see hardship and devastation. Prepare your heart because it's coming. But what if my people, if that happens, then hallelujah. I'll be right there with you celebrating. But just in case. Just in case. There isn't a quote-unquote national repentance. Just in case. There isn't a national turning away from our sin. Be aware. Be sentient of what is coming so that it doesn't catch you by surprise. So that you're not stunned. In the moment. So that you're not lost. Like the godless. Be prepared. Because it's coming. Now I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. I I, I wish that I could keep it light hearted. But to a certain extent I feel it's my responsibility to warn you of the things that are coming. And this is, this is with all due seriousness. No more American prophetic. Look, I tell you these things because I love you in Christ and because nobody else will. Because they're still trying to, to fan the flames of the rising phoenix. The phoenix is dead. The vultures will soon come to pick upon its carcass. So I tell you the truth, even though some of you will despise me for it. I tell you the truth, even though some of you will hate me for it. But it needs to be done by somebody, and I guess I'm just the fool to do it. So with that, next time. May God bless you. May God keep you. Thank you for listening. And, uh, well, I'm sure there will be something new next week. Until then, Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. You know, I just came back from Mexico, and they don't have a church on every corner like we've got in America. And our country who once had our 10 Ivy League colleges, were Bible colleges, over 100 years ago. Now we have professors that are reprobate, anti-God, immoral, and they have a job in a so-called Christian country. People that are so reprobate in their thinking to actually believe in pedophilia and I'm telling you what our colleges uh, what the kids are being taught and uh, the anti-God, the liberal the humanism socialism and in some places communism being taught in American colleges the mindset of professors many of them are socialistic 
And we've really fallen very, very far. We've fallen so far as a nation. And going back to, you know, just upsets me that Governor Northam, who, go, who went to a, or goes to a Baptist church in, out in Virginia, I believe West Virginia, he's for infanticide pulling a baby out of the womb and killing it. And yet he goes to a church. How many of these people go to some church, and how can the church be this, what I would call, so far from God as to produce these kind of converts? They're not converts. can't be pro-abortion to be a convert can't be pro-gay marriage and, know, and really know God. And I, I, I think, you know, listening to what Mike's saying, I believe it's the heart of God. Babylon's fallen, become the home of what? Every devil, every foul spirit, an uncaged bird. Our crime alone is off the charts. You can't even read any kind of news media and not hear about some murder, especially lately murder of our police. And, you know, like Mike said, look up, wait, you know, you can look up in the skies and wonder when the lightning bolt's coming or the fire. But I think we're worse than Sodom and Gomorrah in one way is that we claim to have been a so-called Christian or country that knew God. Statistically, many people say they go to a church, but is that are they transformed? You know, these are these are very perilous times, and we don't really we don't gloat to be saying this on the air. It's it, our hearts weep over the condition of our country, and, and me and Mike traveled together for over eighteen years as well. Him preaching, me doing music, blowing a trumpet. And we're at the very point that Dimitri Dudeman prophesied we would be at one day if we didn't turn back to God at the door of judgment. And very perilous times, so we need to really keep blowing a trumpet warning and getting the word out so that people will take notice, take heart, and hopefully repent. Thank you for listening to The Light of Truth. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.